Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, the, the worst titan of them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Godzilla manifest destiny in his little covered wagon. <laughs> Lore Boys here, the internet's number one big monster oh barking God, dog podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're back to save the day with untold amounts of collateral damage. Uh, I am the Alpha Titan, Peter O'Donoghue, and I am joined by... Maybe would you get a hold of your dog? We just started I, an episode. I'm Doesn't sorry, man. And she doesn't even have her full voice anymore. She's yeah, like squeaking out barks. Squeaking she's, got her, she's got her smoker voice. She's sitting there on the bench just like, yeah. girls these days all dress <laughs> like sluts. <laughs> yeah, a few weeks ago, she got uh, some seasonal allergies and she was very itchy. And after dinner, I'd give her a bone to get her mind off of being itchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we've not... Given her a bone, yeah, it's a two or three weeks, but now after dinner, she likes to yell at me uh, just to see if there might be a bone. For her. <laughs> yeah. Is there a bonus for her? No, there's no bones in the freezer. I gave her one uh, the last one no bones about on it. Friday. Yeah, so. Next two now, if you want ice to get a bone. Oh, the <laughs> results are in. All the listeners, or the majority of the listeners said no. No bone oh, for ice. That's pretty cold, cat. listeners. So yeah. Cat people, I guess. Maybe hey, weird. Yes, yeah. Anyway. Just... Just yeah. say this, maybe. All I don't know. Is this MSG uh, seasoning, so I'll just put a few drops of that on. It's good dog. for dogs. Oh, she'll be fine. Uncle Roger yeah. would be proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll lock her right out, and then she'll be hungry in two hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys give your names? Or I'm Ethan. Hi. You know who I am. Yeah. Jamie, Miller, James. You're not going to start listening to the Lore Boys on the Godzilla episode. The Maybe. second Godzilla episode. Yeah. I mean, you might. <laughs> who knows what gets people here? Anyway. <laughs> Jamie, were you on the first Godzilla episode? I feel like that was just a me and Pete, too. Were you too. in Poland? We were in my living room. There is, uh, I don't remember if I was on the, I think I was, but I remember there was one that I was at and that you weren't at, Ethan, where... Well, there's been it, plenty, okay? Like, it's not, I wasn't no, saying it to rub it in your face. Similar, <laughs> similar, similar to Godzilla, like Jurassic okay. Park or something. I wasn't on I Jurassic remember, Park yet. I was not I remember talking Jurassic about, uh, there's, the P in terrorists is silent. Yeah, uh, that was the art. Yes, yeah. for... Because we were talking about the terrorist dactyls or something. Uh, it was yeah. Terry Nichols, pterodactyl terrorists, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. And then the Godzilla one, the only thing I remember from that is show me the money. It was very funny. Anyway, <laughs> uh, today's episode about Monarch, the shadowy government organization within... It's a butter. You got it. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, the government started as a, a very hungry caterpillar. And on the first day, ate through one <laughs> apple. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. The government was a very hungry caterpillar. And it ate one left-wing government in South America, and then turned into <laughs> uh, a little on cocoon. Monday, it ate one left-wing uh, government. <laughs> Tuesday, it ate two 
left-wing government. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the monarch is a shadowy pseudo-government. It's kind of like a para-government sort of thing. Uh, organization within the new American Godzilla Media Project, which is unfortunately called the Monsterverse. Um, and this was requested by patrons XD, Drifty Zed, Commodore Turtle, and indirectly by Johto. Johto had actually requested King Kong, but he's part of the Monsterverse now, so this is still relevant. I know okay. all of those names. That's crazy. I know all of them. And you could be a name that we all know too at discord.gg slash. Yeah, those are, those are heavy hitters in the discord. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was, when I did like the control F or whatever to find like who had done the request, I was like, people, people be mad thirsty for new Godzilla lore, Monarch specifically. Uh, and then the non patrons who had backup here would be St. Robin, Shogun of Ontario and Samwell. Uh, but he actually requested Godzilla earth, which is, was a CG anime that I have never heard of. So, sorry, Sam. Um, are you guys familiar with Godzilla? Have you seen any of the newer American Godzillas? <laughs> uh, Pete, we've done an episode on it. I yeah, think I'm exactly. pretty familiar. <laughs> like all uh, our episodes, I remember every detail. Yeah, exactly. Uh, specifically, have you seen any of the newer Godzilla no. media or Kong Skull Island? I've seen Kong Skull Island. Okay, it's relevant. Um, none of the new ones. I, I know the Sam Jackson, right? Yeah, I've seen that I, one. the Vietnam one. It's like shockingly good. It's it's is a pretty yeah. good idea, right? I like a good monster flick. I guess yeah. I don't I don't watch him, but I like him when I see him. You know, what I mean, you you sent us so Pete sent us a two minute clip from the show, and it was good. I watched it like it was good in in that like nothing happened, nothing really happened. It wasn't a good clip in many senses, but I was like, I saw big monster. They did a good job showing scale, and I was like, that's exciting. You know. Yeah, showing, exactly. is that is showing scale like showing skin? Oh, yeah, yeah, she said scale. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla showed scale. Godzilla you know lowered oh. one of his the spaghetti straps on his bikini. <laughs> yeah. Oh baby, she's yeah. showing scale. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, that cloaca, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't say you can't say tits because they don't got they got no boobs. Lizards. Uh, huh? I don't know. That's what makes a mammal. No. Yeah. Yep. What's no a live birth? No live birth, no ears, no ears. Um, I remember saying no ears very early on in the show, and you guys all were like, no way is that a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Reptiles, a lot of them do have ears. Yeah, I've, I, yeah, I do think we Google it, and we're like, oh, there's like a lizard or two that doesn't have ears. But, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I've seen uh, all the relevant films and have watched all three of the Apple TV shows show episodes this is called the apple tv show is called monarch legacy of monsters it's fine um it's definitely worth watching legitimately in quotes wink wink uh it, unless you have apple tv plus then it's worth a watch well, like if you, unless you're paying 30 dollars a month or whatever for apple tv <laughs> like, yeah exactly yeah. i have apple tv plus because it it three months of it came free with an iphone i got yeah and i watched uh the tom hanks uh navy movie where it is it's called Greyhound or or like something like that, where it's just a by the book, super technical Second World War movie where a American battleship is being pursued by a Nazi U-boat and it's just good. Like yeah. that is that is it. <laughs> well, I've seen I've seen the nineteen ninety nine Matthew Broderick vehicle. Uh, oh, oh man, saying calling a Matthew Broderick film a vehicle is a little uh, a little passe, maybe. But yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Famous he, murderer. He, he killed Broderick. two people with that VHS. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what movie is? So there's German pirates following uh, an American ship. No, and it's Tom, Nazis. Tom they Hank have submarines. Oh yeah, Das Boot. Look at me. I'm the captain now. 
<laughs> oh, very fancy. <laughs> das Führer ist der Captain now. <laughs> How you like it? How you like it when the Führer takes your boat? <laughs> Super well-dressed Hugo Boss pirates in that lifeboat with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that all the the current Godzilla films within the MonsterVerse, the, one of the things I found really funny is just like, how is it that there's four MonsterVerse movies and three of them are enjoyable? And this is like a Warner Brothers picture. And they're like, they've been struggling to make a Superman movie for 15 fucking years. But they're like, yeah, yeah this lizard that has no dialogue. We're, we're great. Well, uh, I mean, I that's a, the problem with, with the superhero movies is the dialogue. Like it's they keep trying to like, make the stories like deep and impactful and it's like no just give us like good good fight you know yeah godzilla at no point says um, that just happened so yeah there's there's like a a mark in his favor darnell will correct me and tell me this came out like 15 years ago but like (laughs) there's there's something that's coming out or that's coming out on the internet right now that i've seen a lot of pictures of which is godzilla versus superman and i'm like yeah give me that superman film like you own both franchises like yeah just show me like (laughs) superman and godzilla beating the shit out of each other pretty fucking cool actually Wait, show me Godzilla versus Super Mario, and Godzilla like, cool. just be- beats the Apple absolute shit out of Chris Pratt. The Appalachian <laughs> shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh. <laughs> didn't he just use his normal voice? He didn't even put the, the, movie, yeah. the juice on it? Yeah. I was, I was yeah. doing Super Mario. I wasn't doing Chris Pratt there. Yeah. Uh, hot like, take here. Man. I watched half of the Chris Pratt Mario movie. I fucking hated it. It is an uh, annoying movie for children. <laughs> I just I, I watched the whole thing on the plane. I didn't think it was an annoying movie for children. I thought it was like a whatever, a yeah, fine I movie, for, a fine movie for children. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was like I had my daughter on my lap on the plane. I was like, I want to put something on the TV that the colors might distract her. It didn't work. I need uh, a hypnotizer, uh, like a snake in a basket. Also, like watch so it in pieces. Put on Mario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. Wa- I'm not gonna put on like. Uh, no country for old men on the plane because you know it's all it's all browns and grays yeah well uh, i mean you're gonna yeah. she's got to learn about like whatever the tragedy of greed at some point you might yeah, as well yeah. <laughs> depends on how long the flight from the yukon is so so i've seen i've seen the 1999 godzilla but you say that's not canon or you told nope. us before the show that's not canon not for this one and i've seen scenes from the one with walter white yeah mm-hmm. okay so i didn't like that movie when it came out it is very slow paced and dark um, they actually had to up the brightness when they released it for home video because people's televisions are different than theater screens, <laughs> yeah. which is just like, can't believe you didn't think that someone would watch this on a TV one day, releasing a <laughs> exactly. film in 2014. Like, yeah. if this was like that train from the 1900s, yeah. like, yeah, maybe they won't take this home and the brightness can be static or whatever, but yeah. Um, I took a, it took a actually, universe, diversity, co- oh, sorry, are, was, were you finishing the point there? Yeah, it's just about yeah, okay. this movie, because yeah. I didn't like it the first time I saw it, because it is kind of slow, and the human acting is kind of bad. But the way it's shot and directed, in retrospect, having rewatched it, like, whatever, a couple years ago, and now that I'm, like, in a different artistic mindset, it's the actually quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And the interesting <laughs> twist that I really do like <laughs> is that everything the U.S. military tries to defeat Godzilla completely fails. Which I thought was really interesting that like Hollywood being like the second biggest recruiter for the American military, other than, uh, military other than like military. college debt, <laughs> the military, the military Appalachian military. We're yeah. all <laughs> Nazi pirates who kidnapped cool. Tom Hanks. We got us in the Appalachian military. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get working on the chairs. 
<laughs> um, I mean, in the 1999 Adirondack chair, not think... an Appalachian chair. <laughs> oh, you're right. I was, I was Just picturing a sub with those I, Adirondack chairs. I'm so glad you you understood how deranged Jamie was with that statement. Yeah, he was asleep on it. 40 minutes ago. So we're trying to keep up with it. Trying to keep up. With um, it. I woke up for. The, I paused my game for this. How did, yeah, Jamie? Yeah. You might remember this because you've seen the film. How do they defeat Godzilla at the end of the, the 1999 Matthew Broderick film? Do they actually like? Does the U.S. because the U.S. military tries to defeat him several times in that film too, and it doesn't work, right? They have to fight. Well, a nuke is what made the monster go out of control, like turn a lizard into crazy. Nuclear monster. testing, yeah. So they had to use nukes to get rid of the, the and they uh, made it go into the water first, and then nuked the water. Oh, uh, okay. I think. There you go. No, that's I have no idea. But what what I what I do want to know is um, which came first. Chicken, I, Chicken or the Godzilla? The King Kong or the Godzilla? Well, King, King Kong, Kong film came out first. It came out in the 30s. Yeah, okay, cool. Sure. I, in yeah. university, I took a course on music, and King Kong was one of our music of the movies. And uh, King Kong was one of the first um, <laughs> one of the first movies that had like, uh, what's it called? Soundtrack. Dynamic um, music? It's like it's a word for like a, a musical phrase that appears whenever uh, a motif. Oh, whenever a motif is the yeah. term. Yeah. So it's like every time King Kong shows up, the King Kong thing will come up into the into the horns, and every time the nice beautiful lady comes up, she'll come up into the strings. horns or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or strings or, yeah. or but, probably. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I meet a beautiful I, lady or two. Okay, anytime yeah. my wife walks into the room, you better believe I'm hearing harps. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was but, legendary. That movie in the first. When she was here, and the nice jokes after she already went to bed. <laughs> That's for the bonus. You can listen to page. Uh, go to patreoncom boys if you want to hear the sexist jokes I made in front of my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah swipe your credit card to antagonize my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, and then the second movie, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, is a great time with a great villain monster. A lot of good action. The human side story is actually kind of enjoyable as well. The actors are visibly having a fucking fantastic time, and then. Godzilla vs. Kong is a terrible film, and it is the same story as Batman v Superman. They took one of the worst movies they'd ever made and changed the characters. It is the same plot. But instead okay. of Batman, it is Kong. And instead of Superman, it is Godzilla. And instead of that big gray alien thing at the end, it is Mecha Godzilla. That's it. Who's there? Okay. Up? I haven't seen either either film. So you keep you're 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 using Super, Batman vs. Superman as a touch point for me, and it's not working you're like it's for the listeners at home i guess yeah. i got fixated on that i was like i wonder what weird gray alien thing was in batman versus superman <laughs> i haven't seen it but i've seen the i've seen was the, the steppenwolf the no. brutal reviews no steppenwolf was in the snyder it's cut justice league, of right? justice league yeah because i did watch that anyway i haven't seen any of um those. finally the thing that is currently running so to make this relevant and it's really good is monarch legacy of monsters is currently in its third episode as of yesterday at time of recording i don't know how many there's gonna be i'm enjoying it so far uh, some of the writing is very uh like hello my wife who i've loved for 10 years hello my husband whom i also love i'm so glad this is our last monster mission together i hope neither one of us is killed by monsters but again the cast is really fucking good in half of it so it is really two shows stitched together there is a modern one set in modern times which is like 
kind of like sexy teens and then also Kurt Russell who are like downloading Hell government yeah. PDFs about monsters and they're being chased by Monarch around like, no, we need our PDFs back and shit. There's also a second very good show set in the 50s about the early Monarch scientists like basically trying to coerce the uh, American atomic like weapons program into just being like, can we borrow some nukes to like lure out some monsters? That would be really fucking cool, actually. <laughs> so there is a period piece, uh, which is fantastic, and then kind of an annoying hacker show. One of the things that is really cool is that Kurt Russell plays a character who we'll get into later uh, in modern times, and his son plays a younger version of that character. It is such good what? casting because they're both. So good. Yeah, it's Kurt Russell is modern, uh, modern guy. And then uh, Wyatt Russell is him in the 50s. And one of the things that's so funny is they make a joke about it where like Kurt Russell's like getting into a car to escape the Monarch facility. And he's like telling he's just lore dumping to one of the hackers. And she looks at him. She's like, wait a second. What do you mean you were like helping the government in the 50s? Wouldn't that make you like 90 something years old? And it's Kurt Russell. He's still hot. He's just like, I just got good genetics. I'm like. Fucking great. <laughs> sure, just, why not? Just write it off. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the main trio in the 50s are played by, it's funny we talked about this on the bonus, are played by Anders Holm from Workaholics. Yeah, from Workaholics. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's fucking fantastic. He actually is playing young John Goodman uh, because John Goodman oh. is in Kong Skull Island. So he's the cryptozoologist right, right. cameraman. And we'll oh, get John into why he. Okay, I was yeah. thinking John Candy for some reason. Okay, John. Yeah, Anders Holm plays is, young is, Uncle Buck. Anders <laughs> Holm is really annoying. Young Steve Martin on a road trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> young, and young Steve Martin, played by Steve Martin, he looked the exact same when he was twenty as he does He's now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they address it. They say, "Shouldn't you be 90? And yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And he's just got his banjo, and he's just like, yeah. I've got good genetics. Actually, actually, in the 50s, they say, like, why do you have white hair already? And he's like, I don't know, I've just always had white hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, other, uh, the other parts are obviously Wyatt Russell, uh, and then a woman named Mary Yamamoto. Uh, and all three of these people are so fucking good together. Anderson, well, great. Wyatt uh, Russell, great. And Mary Yamamoto, great. What are all good together, good scenes, good everything. One of my favorite bits from Steve Martin, and I don't think you could run it today, is um, he does a bit where he pretends to be deaf and he sings Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. And <laughs> it's honestly it's like... As a deaf person would sing. So hard not to laugh about... Yeah, it just gets the voice just right. and uh, It's a Saturday Night Live bit. But oh, okay, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess final point about the, the part of the show that's in the 50s is Wyatt Russell plays the straight man to the monster-obsessed couple's foil. Because Andrews Holm and Mary Yamamoto end up getting together. This is in the first five minutes of the first episode, not spoilers. They're, like, so enthusiastic about, like, discovering and studying these monsters. They are the foil to his Wyatt Russell's military straight man. of just like, oh, monsters is just all business, actually. Yeah. None of this shit excites me anymore. Because you, you said he was the straight man, like, and I, and I was like, because the clip that you showed us is like two minutes. They're on the beach. They're luring Godzilla out so they can blow him up with a nuke, right? Yeah. Uh, him or her up. Uh, so they, they lure them out. And like um, Mary Yamamoto's character uh, is like disturbed by it and tries to run away. And I guess Wyatt Russell like chases her down and holds her and like forces her to watch. I was like, that's weird. 
So it, of course, the clip has no context to me. You know, the clip has no context. She's yeah. trying to go unplug the satellite dish that remotely detonates the nuke. Oh, okay, gotcha. So she's like, "No, we can't kill it." And he's yeah, because the, the whole military thing is. We'll get into it. And maybe I'm just too vegetarian for this, but I'm like, no, no, that that seems like the normal reaction. <laughs> and it seems like the the military person is not the straight man. They're like the the over overly militaristic person. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you're you're vegetarian for like moral reasons, but like if one well, of those cows be. was 300 feet tall and could destroy a city, you might have a different opinion. How many about cities killing that, and that? How many cities has that cow destroyed to date? At present, oh yeah, I mean, at that point in the fifties, Godzilla hadn't destroyed <laughs> well, any. So, no, Ethan, so like, in, the, in the problem where where the the train is speeding at the three people who are tied on the track, the train hasn't hit anyone yet. So, absolutely, it's not. Yeah, my I got no reason to unplug the train. <laughs> I got no no reason to unplug the satellite that's uh, speeding towards the train. Right, let the chips fall where they may, baby. <laughs> or, or do you kill the Godzilla and then you reduce the amount of people on the track? Right. I, no, I, I like mean that—that's a false equivalency, though, right? Like, there's no like I'm saying there's no evidence that the train is heading towards three people so far. Like, you have right. no reason to th- like the train has never run over a person before. A person has never died to a train before. You can't Why do you trust think that- a lizard. Can't trust a train. Can't trust a train. Yeah, <laughs> trains are not lizards. Lizards are trains. There's no difference. <laughs> I can't trust a train. So yeah, the train won't Thomas. trust you. Yeah. Fuck off, Thomas. No, you can't borrow my car. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now we're gonna get into so, <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> now we're gonna get into uh monarch the titular government organization so according to kurt russell's character whose name is lee shaw uh monarch was founded sometime in the late 40s following the end of the second world war and the dropping of the atomic bombs on japan there was a viral marketing website for the film Kong Skull Island that specified Monarch was founded in 1946 as a joint operation before between the American and Japanese governments. After blowing up two cities, five months later, just being like, there's huge bugs. We need to work together. Crazy deal. No, yeah, like when they're I, still I, I, rebuilding. I feel like tensions would have been a little high for any kind of joint initiative on the like shadow cabal level, you know? Yeah, I know. It's it, unless they planned this whole fucking thing from the start. Right? I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of said it, then I was like, oh, but you know, if you look at like Blackstone and like other private, you know, uh, Vanguard and stuff like that, it's like, oh yeah, they kind of transcend borders and are probably like agreeing to send nukes to each other's countries when it when it pays so yeah it's like a paragovernmental organization is just like ah i mean paragovernmental or pair of governmental am i right meant meant compare paragovernmental cases baby these people (laughs) crazy these people do be gray uh so yeah this was kind of organized and set up after uh, detonating two atomic bombs over japan um and like some unknown early encounter with a massive unidentified terrestrial organism or muto which is the UFO acronym, which obviously we all normally say is UFO, right? Just in yeah. general parlance. Parlance, uh, rather. General, Sorry. General parlance. Uh, I don't know if it's a military. Adirondack chair. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know if you picked up on this, but Pete, the first time you said um, well, when the USA dropped the bombs on Japan, and the next time you said detonated, I think detonated is much better language for that drop sounds like such a oopsies well i was yeah. just flying it. over and i, I dropped the, the enola gay over your country and yeah <laughs> i don't think that's Oops. your problem pete but i think that's just a normal well it's because i corrected myself i think subconsciously because um 
you kill so many more civilians if you blow the bomb up in the air. There's yeah. like transferring energy directly yeah, to the yeah. ground is just wasted atomic waste, yeah. right? So, like, right? So, sorry, I thought I was dropping Curly from the Three Stooges. I didn't realize it was that kind of fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is that's an yeah, insane you, that's an insane reference to make right now. You Ethan. can detonate the bombs just by putting your fingers uh, like, like poking separate. it in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, you have to separate them like this because the bomb has in production. The nicknames for the three heads of the three-headed dragon that we are going to get into were Larry, Curly, and Mo. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. That's a nice, oh. nice, yeah, <laughs> nice. Nice. Nice pull, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no way. Um, yeah, so I tried to find, I tried to primary source this one. The website's gone. Um, so, like, Warner Brothers, for some reason, has maintained the Space Jam website from 1997. But I can't. I had oh. to go based off, like, fucking cell phone screenshots of a viral marketing site. And, like... Monarch Damn. has a Twitter account, but it's not an ARG. It's just clips from the show. It's just marketing, which is kind of too bad. Um, excuse me. Right. Um, so Muto, Muto or Muto now is a generic term used by the military, basically, uh, to refer to all giant monsters that they encounter. Uh, the more book smart eggheads who want to study them refer to them as titans, which is taken from Greek myth obviously um muto was at first the name of just the two bad monsters in the 2014 godzilla which this is all kind of speculation to me that movie was written before everyone and their mom needed to have a cinematic universe running yeah so they just called them mutos which is uh like they just didn't think of like a whatever a godzilla Ghidorah, rodan name for the two big kind of bug monsters that are in that movie and it's funny my dad's a huge fan of Godzilla. He introduced me to it like it's like a regular blockbuster thing you'd come home with that, like yeah. Terminator and Predator and whatnot. And he was like, "Yeah, I watched that new Godzilla. I thought it was pretty good." He's just like, "I don't understand what he was fighting. He just fighting two big triangles." Because the character design of the of the Mutos in Godzilla 2014, they have very pointy faces, and he his review of that has been stuck in my head now for nine years, and it's just like, oh yeah, he's just fighting male male triangle and the bigger female triangle, like that's the two of them that he fights. There's like these two kind of they're insectoid, very kind of smooth, but they are very pointy. They taper to a point in the front, so he is just fighting two oh, yeah, big okay. triangles. I kind of see it. I love I their designs. De- I would never have described them as triangles, but yeah. I love some their designs. Aspects. As far Very as like cool. the first, they are officially now the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Technically, is the first. The Mutos were the first Godzilla. Te- okay, you got to clarify it. The Matthew Broderick Godzilla was technically the first in the cinematic Excuse- universe. Oh, no, no, no. I was. I, was, I, was, I guess <laughs> I'm just like wording that weirdly. Uh. All of Godzilla's monsters have only ever been created by Toho, the Japanese company that funded the original Godzilla movie in 1954. Okay. okay. The first, technically, the first American monster was Godzilla's design in the Matthew Broderick film. And but like, he's still... He's Godzilla. Though. He's still Godzilla, exactly. Yeah, there's not another monster in that film that I'm... No, no, no. Man is the monster or something. Um, <laughs> Worms are the monster. That's why they come up on the beach, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he like electrocutes worms out of the dirt. Such a weird movie. Uh, uh, the Mutos themselves are officially the first 
original American monsters in any Godzilla universe ever. And I personally love their sound design and their visual design. I like that they're bugs. I like that they're sexually dimorphic, where, like, the male is more colorful and can fly. The female is huge and doesn't have wings, because, like, ladybugs are bigger. I mean, female bugs, rather. Ladybugs are real bugs. Female bugs are bigger because their shells mean they can't expand when they get pregnant, so they're just built in with more space. And I thought that was a really cool attention to detail there. Yeah. Doesn't mean uh, geeking about, like, real biology. He, yeah, if he likes it, it's his ideal mating situation, too. He'd be small, <laughs> colorful, super mobile, and then he'd have just one big old non-moving woman. Big old, to... big old insectoid mommy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. In a mobility scooter. I'm wearing a purple shirt right now. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. Pete's always peacocking. Oh, yeah. That's why they call it peacocking. 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 <laughs> the matriarch, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely the term Muto came in before they were just like, oh yeah, it's actually what we just call all of them. Like, yeah. oh, okay. And then sure. they had, it's a backronym. We talk about backronyms a lot on the show. Yeah, well, because <laughs> when you've worked on them in your, in your writing, and like, yeah. <laughs> I never really had to struggle with that, but like, coming up with a cool word and then trying to make it mean something yeah. <laughs> is like an, in- yeah. is like an interesting creative process, right? Sometimes yeah. you get a good one, like Muto. Sometimes you get a bad one. Right, which I don't have an example for, but I'm sure there uh, are out there. Lore, uh, lore of really every book. <laughs> that, is, that is a bad one. That's a good one, I'd say. That's honestly, if we're going to be even like a little bit generous there, that's lore ebb. Let, let's be real. No, it, it's yeah, every book. It's like lore, everyone. It's, you know, yeah, it's like, a lowercase b. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Every pony in Equestria, right? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an idiom. <laughs> well, I, you know, you can criticize mine, but I'd like to see you come up with a better one. I couldn't. I admitted to it right away. It's okay. the it's the uh, the essay that's missing from Scuba, right? Oh, uh, self or laser, right? Yeah, it's like it, it, like Scuba is stands for sick ass self contained underwater breathing. Yeah. But we don't call it a Scuba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it'd be a good prank is you you send a, a scuba driver down, but there's no air in there. There's only farts in the tank. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh god. Oh, oh not, in Kenny um, versus Spenny, fart is an acronym. When Kenny puts a tube in his butt and like uses a bike pump to make louder farts, it is mm-hmm. the f- flatulent assisting rectal tubing. Is you've told me about this twice in the last. And for, oh, for yeah. our American listeners, Kenny versus Benny was a very Canadian show where two friends, I guess, like tormented each other, or one friend tormented another friend. In, like, they do a competition like, in like, their house. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The prank wars every week. It was at uh, the bar with Bobby and Luis, actually. Maybe not this week, close to a week <laughs> Two ago. weeks ago. Yeah, this is like one of the tightest, uh, we've because we filmed, we recorded late last week. And we then talked about it early bonus, this week. Yeah. When you were asleep, we already had we were still sleep. We were still napping. Pete and I were talking about this right. on the bonus. Go to patreon.com slash if you want to hear us talk about our recording schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, well, okay to move on. I'll have to subscribe to hear the conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you your own three bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the term Muto come, becomes more widely widely used, but they eventually switch it to Titan after they kind of backronym and like, ret, like retcon this all back into this whole universe. So every Titan from Greek mythology, dragon in any myth, or gigantic monster from any kind of folklore just is or was Lord alive and real. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, 
they they Godzilla cannoned it at this point. Yeah, it, yeah, they, exactly. they took it. So like the biblical Leviathan, the South American Quetzalcoatl, like this flying wind serpent, uh-huh. and Ooh. even uh, oh my god, Makole Mbembe, which is apparently a Congolese dinosaur, which is just nice. chilling. It's some kind of la- landlocked Loch Ness monster. Basically, it's it's like supposed to be like a Brachiosaurus, like the long neck from Jurassic Park, is what Makole. Oh my god, Makole Mbembe M- is supposed Macaulay to be. Mbembe. It's canon. <laughs> Uh, apparently you get to see it in Godzilla King of the Monsters. I found a screenshot. You can't fucking see it. But it's like it really, escaping from It really does from just look like a, like a brontosaurus, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Titans were active all over the planet for hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of years. Uh, many of them headed underground to hibernate and feed off the Earth's natural radiation for unknown reasons. Centuries ago, there's no real time frame for this. Basically, what we can infer from the films is they started to hibernate after cave paintings were invented and before everyone had a camera in their pocket. So you guys can bring up the first image there. It should be the yellow one. It is, is a cave it, painting of Godzilla. Is Earth is 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 the Earth naturally radioactive? I think so. Like, I mean, sure, to, to some extent, bananas All these are elements radioactive. Occur in nature. Bananas right. are radioactive, right? But like, yeah, there's yeah, no like you go closer to the core and it's more radioactive. I don't think. Uh, Not a- one, I don't know. Have we been Two, down there. That is the exact excuse they give there. in the film. Is just like, no, Godzilla sleeps at the bottom of the ocean because it's closer to the Earth's core, and is he eats better? Like hmm. they absorb radiation as sustenance. That's why they use the nuke as bait in the clip that I sent you. And as well as the uh, the Mutos in 2014's Godzilla lay their eggs on a nuclear missile that they wanted to use to kill them, but it turns out it helps incubate their eggs or something. Yeah, no. So I'm looking it up. Terrestrial radiation, one of the four main sources of natural radiation, per nuclearsafety.gc.ca, so this is the government of Canada, uh, is saying comes from natural deposits of uranium, potassium, and thorium. <laughs> radioactive we have minerals. We have tons of uranium in Canada. Like we Quebec do. has tons of uranium. But, uranium but I'll, I'll fever. It, it comes from radioactive things. It doesn't come from the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I get what they're going for. Maybe is that like, oh, the sun's radioactive, where it like fuses hydrogen. Yeah, sure. But like, the earth doesn't do that. That's why we're not a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's just an iron core. That's all we got. They're just trying to explain, like, I know, well, yeah. how much food does this giant thing need? It's like, uh, well, not. Is radi- okay, this is the first time I'm drinking on an episode in a while, it feels like. Is radiation magic rocks? Feels like it is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit it. Yeah. yeah. It's a rock yeah. that I wouldn't oh, pick up. Moment, moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I read a great... Yeah. Uh, I read a great Tumblr post recently, and it might have been in the Loreboys Discord server, honestly, uh, that was like, oh, if you were writing a book and electricity didn't exist in the real world, like you would get so criticized as that being like really lazy magic. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh, what? You're telling me everybody just has like this orb in this house that glows because of like electricity? Like, well, how does it work? Like, what do you mean you don't even explain it? You just say that like everyone has access to this thing in their house and it could just like, <laughs> just works? Like, uh, well, yeah. even further back like same thing with fire right like yeah. all like <laughs> okay. anything 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 yeah. um yeah so humanity's use of atomic bombs and later nuclear power plants is what awakened some of the titans including godzilla or at least brought them out of hibernation right like he was probably very content curled up in a little loaf like a kitty cat yeah close spooning, to the core of big- the earth a big load of uh, uranium at the at the core of the Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Curl, <laughs> curled, cur, cur, no, curled up in the box that it came in. 
right? The uranium's on the floor, and he's in the cardboard okay, box. Okay. So, uh, well, he's and in this the, thing is, uh, is is three hundred feet wide. He's in like the submarine drill train that they took to the core in the in the movie, the mid aughts movie, The Core. Right. Yeah. I, I how, remember that movie so fucking well because, like, towards the end of the year, in my high school geography class. My teacher is like, you know, when the exams are done, all your tests are done, and the teacher for some reason is still working for ten additional days. Yeah. I remember my my geography teacher, who I remember he was missing a finger that he lost in a motorcycle accident, just cool. like wheeled in that wheeled in that TV, and on VHS we watched the core, and it was like, yeah, this movie's probably okay for thirteen year olds, and also slightly educational. It's like an incredibly <laughs> violent education. action, like an incredibly <laughs> violent education. action movie where multiple people are boiled to death in hot lava. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, it would be funny if he lost like, a finger yeah. in a motorcycle accident, but he never rode a motorcycle. Be like, Wait, like just, hit by a motorcycle? That's yeah. Yeah. Just run over just his finger by a motorcycle. Just, yeah, just like, just like yeah. two two motorcycles were driving down the highway with a piece of piano wire strung between them, and he decided yeah. to and he was pointing at somebody. Test, he liked his finger to test the air direction. But he was um, actually someone on geography. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, actually, the, there is radiation in the earth, and then he's sticking up his finger and. Yeah, he was yeah. drunk, uh, which I only figured out as an adult because he did tell me he did mention he's like, yeah, I was on my motorcycle and, you know, probably shouldn't have been. Really? And uh, at some point I blacked out. And when I woke up, I was missing a finger. And like as a high school student, you never put together it's like, oh, this teacher was like shit housed on a motorcycle and yeah. thankfully didn't kill anybody and only lost his finger. Pete's, Pete's there in his dare shirt. Like, couldn't be me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my purple dare shirt that I just got. <laughs> um so yeah the the use of atomic bombs and nuclear power is an interesting spin on actual ufo conspiracies i've been on record here i don't believe in ufos i don't believe in aliens but a lot of ufo ufoologists and conspiracy guys do say it's like well maybe they started showing up after the use of the atomic bomb because they recognize humanity has opened some kind of pandora's box sure yeah we crossed the threshold Exactly. Mm. They're just like, well, no, we need to. And of course, they don't just show up to be like, well, don't. All they do is what crash, crash their chrome orbs into the desert, yeah. so that we just speculate for sixty years on like <laughs> yeah. what the well, fuck is happening. Get us to stop using nukes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I'm with you, Peter. Like, I, I don't believe aliens have ever been to Earth. You no. know, like the, the universe is just too dang big for it. Um, but. That is a, a surprisingly salient point for like conspiracy theorists. You know, every every now and then broken broken clock is right twice a day. That's one of those ones yeah. you can be like, oh, maybe they're right about that. You know, <laughs> like like there is this like there are some pretty well founded uh scientific principles like the Fermi paradox that says like the reason why we haven't been visited by aliens is because like any time a civilization any civilization gets to a certain threshold, they destroy themselves, right? So like yeah. I could see if like if civilizations had gotten past that certain Fermi paradox threshold that they would like look out for that in other civilizations, other galactic civilizations, but, but uh, yeah, so big, they would have to have some sort of crazy technology that would like detect a bomb going off faster than light in other places. Cause they would be so far away. Like to even just notice that shit is happening to us. They'd have to be within a certain range. We're such a a speck of dust in the the galaxy, let alone the universe, you know? But the problem is like, just given the the size of things and and, like the vast, the vastness of space and the, the, the very fixed speed of light, like aliens now are just starting to get radio broadcasts from like the twenties. We're just teaching them about racism. 
like that's as far like that's very close stars yeah that's that's like not like very far from the full the full galaxy right and let alone like forget other galaxies we will visit one other galaxy in the timeline of the universe and that's the andromeda galaxy and that's because it and the milky way are gonna fucking collide (laughs) you know what i mean when i say (laughs) collide it's like no two stars will hit each other no planet will hit another planet most people probably won't notice I saw but, a cool thing yeah, about most, most people most won't people. notice. You know I mean? yeah. Future I saw, alien people. I saw a thing recently that they were like trying to detect what's in the core of the Earth. We were talking about it before, and they they found this big mass of um. Oh, no, Earth I mean, has like, a tumor. It was a pillar. It was a type right. of rock or metal that didn't match up with the rest, and they thought that it came from when the moon hit Earth, and then before it became our moon. Oh yeah, yeah of uh, course. That a big chunk of the moon, since it was so big when it hit punched us, right it through. punched cool right through and mixed into the core of the Earth. Which, uh, yeah, no, that was it. Wasn't the moon? It was uh, a, a different planet called Thea. This is one of my favorite, like, yeah. geological things. Is 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 the, the moon? The moon is the Earth, second. right? Yeah, it's like the residue from from Earth and Thea. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Ah. Um, speaking of impact. Uh, That's how your geography teacher lost his finger. He fell off his motorcycle and he crashed so hard into the earth moon that his (laughs) His, finger finger still in the core. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It it punched through the the crust. (laughs) Drunk driving fossils is what the aliens are going to (laughs) fucking discover. Like that same like archback pose of like the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park, but he's like on a motorcycle with a bottle of whiskey. It's it's just his finger like just curled up. (laughs) I am geography. Cranks it up to 200 kilometers an hour. Yeah, all that old paleo art of like incorrect dinosaurs, where it's just like, well, the motorcycle seems to be one of its metallic organs. So you've got like this big like lumbering motorcycle man in like the equivalent of a 19th century alien museum. Uh oh, we're just making a Transformers movie now. I oh, finally, thank God. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the the U.S. government's first direct encounter with a Titan appears to be when one suck uh, suck sunk the <laughs> sucked off. Sunk the USS Lawton in 1943. Sadly, this is not a real ship and not a real cool shipwreck. They just made it up for the show. It was the one who sucked off the Latin. It sunk off the um, fucking... uh. (laughs) So the sinking of the Lawton was obviously covered up. When they run the Lawton. I got you. Don't worry. (laughs) They didn't want anybody to know. So it was still the middle of the Second World War. Uh, It was sunk mysteriously out in the Pacific Ocean, and they just blamed it on a Japanese submarine, which at the time makes sense. Um, The only survivor from the USS Lawton was William Ronda, which is the character played by Anders Holm in the show and John Goodman in Kong Skull Island. Um, This experience, you know, I guess to uh, cope with the trauma and the whatever, (laughs) what is it, the survivor's guilt... He ended up getting really, really interested in cryptozoology, the study of non-existent creatures like the Loch Ness Monster, Makolo Mbembe, and in this case, the Titan that he definitely did see ripping apart the warship he was on and then carrying it off into the sky. So he was just left. Cryptozoology in 2023 sounds like it could have been NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla has lost all its value at this point. Yeah. If you ever played Disco Elysium, there's a cryptozoologist in it. He's a great character. Ooh, I have that game. I mean, meaning to play it. What you don't need a fancy computer to play it. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, I've got one anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Brag. <laughs> <laughs> Cryptozoology along with UFOs, I think, are the 
mostly safe, perfectly acceptable conspiracies that I think anybody is completely allowed to get into and and just fuck around with because there's no like nobody broke into the Capitol looking for Bigfoot. I, well, I mean, maybe one of those guys did. That's that's a crazy crowd, but <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm here to probably. shit on Bigfoot's desk. So like, okay. like they, they didn't break in to find Bigfoot. But I bet you several of them were keeping a very distinct eye open for Bigfoot. For oh, Bigfoot, yeah. Bigfoot documents, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm Bigfoot agnostic. I'm in yeah. here now, <laughs> just, just, just in case. Yeah. But, you closet. Closet. but if I find Bigfoot, I'm going to say something. <laughs> you open the closet of one of like the, the, the politicians and there's a false wall. Push it through and there's a desk that's just three times as big as all the other desks. <laughs> <laughs> like he's in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> size 79 shoes like <laughs> <laughs> and a representative from washington state and it's just like clearly a bigfoot in an ill-fitting <laughs> suit <laughs> sustain more military funding for saudi arabia <laughs> <laughs> he would be a tycoon wouldn't he he's like he's real hawkish <laughs> Um, the formation of Monarch in 1946 um, coincides directly with the beginning of real-world atomic tests in Bikini Atoll. Um, the I guess the pale blue image here is actually the is the satellite image of the current Bikini Atoll. Uh, I've circled two areas in red, which um, you may have noticed <laughs> that look a little bit unnatural. A little yeah. So is yeah. this an island or is this like a a, a cell with its walls breaking down oh, what it's is an it? island it, well it's, it's an called, atoll technically it's called an, an atoll which oh, an atoll. in re- in reference i looked at it looks like an island system that is in a particular shape because there's other atolls that are in a similar shape uh those two little cookie cutter bits uh are actually chunks that the u.s blew out of it with nukes Whoa. uh yeah. when an atoll is specifically an island shaped like a ring Oh, and when they blew out the holes in the ring, they opened up Bikini Bottom at the bottom. I'm, I'll blow out your hole and open up Bikini Bottom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Rupro. You can also look up the uh, the logos for Monarch, which are uh, the different. It should be uh, black and a teal one. Yeah, no, you uh, did. You did the picture. We I joked about this before the episode started, but you did the pictures in the wrong order. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the black and teal one it's the second picture that pete posted is the the logo for monarch and then presumably mm. the logo for monarch on its side with a circle around it that says extinction rebellion yeah so this right. is fucking hilarious you'll notice that the real life totally not a psyop funded by oil tycoons to make activists look bad fake organization i think at least that's a conspiracy i'm into extinction rebellion just stole the fucking Monarch logo when they were founded in real life 2018, four years after the Godzilla movie came out, and just rotated it 90 degrees. Oh, yeah, that's so yeah. like the, the rotation, the people, though, it adds more of like a time element. To it's it. an it hourglass, more like an right? hourglass, right? Yeah. And that's like yeah. a butterfly. Monarch's more about change, Extinction Rebellion's more about time's running out, you know? Yeah. So uh, Extinction Rebellion and the other activist organization that currently operates these days, uh, Just Stop Oil are funded and founded by the same people, one of which is the daughter of an oil tycoon. And the reason people say it's a psyop, this is, again, a conspiracy. The reason people say it's a psyop is because all these people ever do is fuck with normal people. Oh, yeah. These, 
these are the I, people who like sit in the road to fuck up people trying to get to work which is like, why people are I've, saying it's fake I, i've got i mean we we're just talking about conspiracy theorists and like hey i'm not not big into conspiracies with the government when it's corporations absolutely every single one i buy it no problem yeah, yeah you're telling yeah. me fucking oil did something like oil companies do make and 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 sell and produce books oil. for children for oh, for like young children that's just yeah. like oh like what what would we ever do if we ran out of oil they, they have like a bill nye knockoff that's like uh essentially oh, just like super I saw this pro on oil like climate like, town they're like the different yeah. dude the younger bill nye that loves yeah. oil yeah exactly he's just fully funded by oil and, and it's just like yeah. uh like anytime you tell like if it's a conspiracy theory that the government did something orchestrated i'm like no the government is like a bunch of fucking idiots like they, they can't, can't, they can't fucking roads they can orchestrate <laughs> shit what they can do is they can take kickbacks from corporations who are absolutely shady fucks doing all yeah. the worst things in the world yeah like no problem uh, have you guys ever listened to the bill nye theme song I- I- the chinese version how do you, can you sing it backwards for us you're really good at backwards words uh i can't sing it backwards but it just <laughs> sounds like the same thing it, it just sounds like they're chanting beer 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 over and over again okay. so people use it as like a pre-drink game before you leave the house put on the chinese bill die song it's like beer 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 <laughs> okay. nah, the science guy but in chinese yeah okay. we haven't uh we haven't done that yet to my knowledge i may have forgotten oh, we're gonna we drank a bunch of episode, beer so. but yeah exactly <laughs> so we're gonna watch a meme compilation like we always do after every episode and then i'm gonna go home and watch edge runner the last nice. episode so there you go nice. we got homework yeah but nice. yeah um yeah it, i the, the one of the things that i think supports a conspiracy that uh just stop oil and extinction rebellion are oil industry psyops is the fact that they just stole a jpeg from a hollywood film and rotated it. <laughs> Like, it is the Which, same fucking logo. I remember seeing it around. I mean, it's the same fucking logo, but that's a pretty basic shape. That's two triangles kissing. And it it's is, almost yeah. it's almost an infinity or eight. <laughs> yeah, the modern one is, is an infinity if it had, if infinity was sharp edged. Yeah. Two triangles kissing. If you can yeah, imagine. no child safety. It's, it's infinity if Pete's dad described a Godzilla fight. It's two triangles fucking fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the, the logo was a, a, an homage to the uh, 2014 Godzilla film. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the logo for Monarch, the graphic designer did state it is supposed to be the letter M for Monarch. Genius. And also butterfly wings. If I squint, I can see it. It's also two M's kind of stacked. Yeah, it depends on how they're making love. Uh Uh Top and bottom. How do two M's, how does M and M make make love? (laughs) Tucker Carlson starts sweating. (laughs) 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 What is going on? They rotated the sexy M logo. Uh, hang on a second. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Bikini Atoll, like I stated, and Bikini Atoll, because the uh, atomic tests were taking place, started in 1946. Another very large one that we're going to get into took place in 1954, which is the year the first Godzilla film came out in Japan after the Second World War. So Bikini Atoll is canon in every Godzilla timeline. And this one here, they kind of get more into it, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Bikini Atoll is a small collection. It's a small ring of islands in the Pacific, quite far northeast of Australia in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it's in and the it's, middle of the Pacific Ocean. like Not exactly, but it's it's way the fuck out. Like, Yeah, I don't sure. Know if, not, yeah. not in the direct center of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. I don't know, What's I don't know where that would be. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii yeah. test nukes there. Nah, even then. Anyway, um, I wouldn't February- count on our maps to be like proper scale for sea as well, too. They're probably all like set up for land to oh, be Antarctica. The, right. the Earth is flat. Antarctica super stretched out and weird around the edge. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the maps are fully accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I remember like the old maps, like Africa would be like the size of a single state or something. And like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, think, even today, like, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of the seven Texas's maps. in huh? Africa. Seven Texas's. Texas. Why, so why don't we just call it that? Why don't we call it seven Texas instead of Africa? I'm going to guess, <laughs> I'm going to guess you can fit a lot more than seven. How many well, Texas? You, you, you pull it up. Quebec's in. bigger um, than Texas, by the way. Take that, Texans. Yeah. Yeah, Quebec is bigger than like you can, every you can single fit, state in the union. You can fit forty-five Texases in Africa. That's a new measurement. Africa How many is footballs forty across? times larger than Texas? Well, One forty-five caliber Texas can fit all of Africa. Yeah, it turns out the third biggest continent's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would be. Eh? So in February nineteen forty-six, the U.S. government, or maybe monarch. Uh, relocated, this is a combo kind of lore boys canon-ning of real history and show history, and I had to speculate a bit because it's unclear, especially since the show's not finished. Um, they started to relocate the 167 natives from the Bikini Atoll, uh, paying them off. So, people like, live there? There used to be yeah. people there. Natives. But how they got- did they get to the middle of, of the, 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 the Pacific Ocean to the people, old, people, the lived Hawaii, people lived in <laughs> there's native Hawaiians too right yeah <laughs> like, what the heck it's, it's, it's even straight up like Maui longboats is pretty much yeah what you know, happened I, I go back they, on it took, I believe took, in aliens they took really big canoes dude <laughs> and they just fucking went out in the Pacific Ocean like it's nope. it's the most monumental crazy thing like yeah. the human drive there. to just like fucking explore the earth is oh, yeah. So compelling that these people just there was like, no one in Hawaii until 1945 when we set off the bombs and the aliens noticed us. And then <laughs> yeah, that's okay. when they put Hawaiians <laughs> on Hawaii, and that's yeah. when they put the people. Yeah, on the... yeah that's it. When, when when Pearl Harbor was attacked, that was actually a big psyop, and no one was on Hawaii. At <laughs> that the was time. when they were. That's where they were transporting Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. aliens. That, to... that wasn't what got the U.S. involved in the war to drop the bomb in the first place. Only it thing was actually... that makes sense. Only thing that makes sense. <laughs> Also, the crazier thing to think about is the fact that it was not like North American proto-natives that went to Hawaii, where it is slightly closer. It was the Polynesian dudes like leaving the Philippines in wooden boats. Yeah, right? I mean, slightly closer. Like Hawaii is straight up in the middle. Like that is actually the middle of yeah. the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, and it's it also slightly closer. You're right. Microscopic on like a geological scale. So the fact that yeah. they hit it is just like they were they were in a fucking canoe for probably months. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like it just yeah. just fucking survived long just enough. Drinking seawater, going and then completely fucking crazy. It makes no sense. None of it makes. Sense. You can have a baby on that ship, and its first steps would be like in the boat, right? Yeah, for it sure. takes so fucking long. Yeah. Assuming you like packed up all your pregnant women to like make your 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 yeah. death march out into the yeah. middle of the ocean, right? If people are, people are nuts, and especially ancient people. Like their drive to just like yeah explore and figure things out was just like. With with no distract with no like internet to distract them, it's like what the fuck do you do without the internet? I guess I'm just gonna yeah. build a longboat out of uh out of cu- palm trees, and then I'm just going to I'm gonna sail. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna head out. I could See die y'all. out there, or maybe in a generation I'll be some kind of emperor. Who like knows? so like so many people must have left Papua New Guinea and like never returned, and people kept doing it, being like, well, they must have found something. Why else wouldn't they come back? Yeah, they wouldn't just... have just died at sea. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> they, they must have they found kept... a volcanic island to live on. They just kept going. Crazy. <laughs> nah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful um, thing. Or aliens. Who knows? It's no. It's, it's Pangea. Aliens. It's Pangea or aliens mm. or um 
uh, what's the panspermia? Spermia. Those, those. It was there was people on a on a comet and it landed in Hawaii. That's how they did it. <laughs> yeah, Hawaiians okay. aren't human. They're actually actually aliens because that's the only <laughs> way you can get to Hawaii. Exactly, and that's why oh, the government's setting off all those fires trying to bait out the aliens on Hawaii. Oh, that's their new, the new <laughs> thing on Maui. Yeah. yeah. So the U.S. military actually did help move these people. A shockingly help. responsible move from the U.S. Army. Help. Where After they, taking them out of their home. <laughs> well, no, they, they were just like, hey, look, we're gonna blow it up. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take apart all your homes, including the church. So obviously these people had already been colonized. Yeah. We'll send and some were, canoes for your pregnant ladies. Yeah, um, exactly. Well. And they moved them 201 kilometers east to the natives' chosen spot, a previously uninhabited atoll called the Rongeric Atoll. Uh, the U.S. Rongeric. even helped rebuild everything, including the church, on arrival. Uh, an issue that would become immediately obvious is that the Rongeric Atoll is one-sixth the size of Bikini, so everything got real cramped, and the reason that humanity on their canoes had never colonized it ever is because there are no fucking resources like food yeah. or water on mm, the Rongeric Atoll. Of course. So the U.S. military gave them two weeks of 1946 MREs, and they were oh, just like, cool. well, I hope that doesn't affect your diet of presumably coconuts and fish. Yeah. It's like, here, here's a lasagna that's been in a warehouse for nine months. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope it doesn't do anything weird to your gut flora. Yeah. Exactly. One, of the things, one of the things they would give to people who are going on long sea travels around that time uh, was a MRE that was just filled with hard candies. Uh, with citrus hard candies and you just get like 40 hard candies because the candies like uh, something with the sugar uh, and it turns like 17% into water or something in your system so better than eating yeah. is to just suck on these candies all it's Steve MRE 1989 and he just put uh, two new videos out yesterday back to I haven't back, watched them he's got the spy plane toothpaste tube yeah. I'm really curious about he's <laughs> eating beef and gravy out of a toothpaste tube dude it's crazy. pretty crazy I want the I, I, caffeinated chocolate pudding there's a chocolate pudding with 200 milligrams of caffeine now ain't that a way to kickstart your brain. Red Bull pudding let's <laughs> go you can't even it's that's above the legal limit for an energy yeah. drink to have. That's in a Canada. lot of caffeine. You yeah. can only get one sixty. I think. I think a coffee is like thirty milligrams, like something like it's that. It's about so. yeah. My God. That's like, you <laughs> that's have to like go to the states seven to coffees get... <laughs> in a pudding. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta keep your eyes open at that kind of job, I guess. So yeah, <laughs> I also like to. I like to imagine this conversation within the monarch universe and also like in real history when they're relocating these people of just like yeah, we're going to uh, turn your home to glass. Here's two weeks of Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. And just yeah. be like, good I mean, luck. so classic. Like, yeah. and a problem and like, with that MRE... Like, you you it, said it's like, oh, is there a chosen location? Like, oh yeah, I'm fucking sure it was, guys. That's like, that's what you came back and told the reporters afterwards. Like, yeah, that's what they said. They said they wanted to go. They wanted that. You know yeah, what I mean? This like, one that's never been inhabited for 25,000 yeah. years since people started colonizing the Pacific? Nah. Yeah, they Dad. didn't speak English. We didn't speak their language. That's what they wanted. They, they yeah. spoke to the guy we assume is their king, the guy with yeah. the grass skirt and they, the tux they pointed, jacket. They pointed on. to the west, and we said, "Okay, sure." We yeah, took it to the next land to the west. Yeah. I mean, 200, give, 200 give a man, yeah. give a man a Jolly Rancher, but teach a man to Jolly Rancher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll suck for a day. <laughs> um, aware of the facts that the people, the people they just moved, would require food and water, 
and they <laughs> they obviously left the islanders with a couple of uh, MREs. One of the r- other reasons that this island was not colonized, which we skipped over when we got into the bit, is the fact that the natives also believed that this island, uh, the Rungeric Atoll, was haunted by demon girls oh, yeah. from Cl- a neighboring island of Uje. Good. Cle- oh, yeah. Clearly, their chosen island that they chose to go to, right? Clearly, like, yeah. what they told you, like, yeah, no, they were they were saying, don't go, don't. Anywhere, just don't take us to the fucking haunted island. Yeah, exactly. No, dude, <laughs> don't take us to he, Ghost Island, please. Here's 500 Jolly Ranchers. Just, just kick it on Ghost Island for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the whites need to science. Yeah. You need to move. So <laughs> like, apparently, that was a good MRE and it worked. But a big problem with it was the citric acid content in the candies, and that you're not eating anything but these oh, candies. Oh, diarrhea, right? Uh, it would like rip holes in uh, in the skin in your mouth and stuff oh over time, God. just because it would just be acid, acid, acid over yeah. time. Yeah, and I guess probably acid reflux and all those fun things. Candy the same thing. You guys remember fucking jawbreakers that we had as kids? Like, and they would just like shred Dude, your tongue. Sour Skittles yeah. still is just a regular Skittle covered in fiberglass. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would eat the war. I would get the big thing of warheads, those oh, super uh, yeah, sour candies. Yeah, just put them in the middle of my tongue until like the middle of my tongue burned. Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 like it goes straight to the middle of your tongue like thermite. Like it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. really, it's like anti tank candy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the original series of tests. This is real and in canon. Uh, were called Operation Crossroads. However, of course, they were tests. It is, I guess, kind of good that they moved these people because, like, uh, frankly, fuck, if the government next month did an experiment where they just killed a fu- bunch of fucking people that we never heard of, I'd be like, yeah, that's, like, a thing. Like, they were doing this in the 40s. And that's a government thing. Yeah, that's what governments yeah. do. do you, right. When you yeah. said Operation Crossroads... Now, do you remember this movie? I remember this was a poster in my friend's basement where we used to go down and play pool. So this is for sure what the government operation really meant, right? It's the Britney uh, Spears, Spears movie. No, uh, dream, dreams change. Friends are forever. Here's your Jolly Ranchers and your new island. Yes, exactly. In theaters about. everywhere, February 15th, probably like 2002 or something. But Yeah. So another yeah. weirdly responsible thing here that the military did was the first two detonations during Operation Crossroads caused way more contamination than they were expecting. So they actually canceled the third detonation. But we will get into maybe be more on track. Of course, it's late night. We've been drinking. We'll get we will get into more of these detonations as well as some more monster shit after the break. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking with us. So just to recap, in case you forget, we got a little lost in the sauce. It's our Saturday night. This is our hangout, and we're producing an episode for you guys. So just to catch everybody up, at the end of the Second World War, the U.S. detonated two atomic bombs over Japan, which seems to have awakened some of the titans, Godzilla included, that have been living and kind of slumbering quietly on the Earth. And they kicked uh, the natives out of Bikini Atoll? The U.S. government did that, actually. Oh, the, the worst titan of them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Godzilla manifest destiny in his little covered wagon. Silly <laughs> 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 like whole, like, normal-sized horse. Yeah. Um, made immune to dysentery. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla got dysentery. Um, uh, yeah, so basically, and then, so it kind of weaves in a lot of actual atomic testing with uh, mm. more Godzilla fiction here, which we're going to start getting into. But yeah, the recap is... Nukes, Titans, which is the term for the monsters, Muto being the kind of UFO term, conspiracies abound as to what the fuck is going on. Uh, and then we had some fun making fun of, you know, government policy, the US as government. we often yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just stop oil as a psyop. Anyway, that's a conspiracy that we believe. <laughs> <laughs> so between Operation Crossroads, which was the 1946 atomic tests at the Bikini Atoll, and Castle Bravo, which is going to be the 1940, uh, 1954 tests. Lee Shaw, which is the uh, son and father Russell character in the TV show, was okay, sent but by the, the... the castle tests are real? This is the, the fanfic insert of this character to those tests? Yes. Okay. okay. We, we will get into Castle Bravo, because it is both interesting real history and incredibly relevant to the lore, you watch the Castle Bravo test as homework for the two minute clip that I sent you. Okay. It sounds like a map for a first person shooter. Uh, <laughs> right, Castle Bravo? Yeah, yeah. Now, like, I don't know if maybe people making games about guns were inspired by the US military, or maybe <laughs> people in 1954 fucking loved Counter Strike, but maybe there's like. <laughs> nah, <laughs> there's a bit there. I think it was yeah. Counter Strike thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. 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 <laughs> fucking General Patton's reeling a 1.6. Yeah. <laughs> I only asked to clarify because. Because I'm like, I do find the real world history very interesting. And me, for my brain, I'm just like, I want to know what is, I want to make sure that if this stuff is real, that I, yeah, that I, know. I mean, and I'm on the same like, page there. A big like, lizard. I think that's cool too, but yeah. I mean, I, like, I wouldn't have put it in the episode if I didn't think like the real world shit that the Godzilla writers are pulling from <laughs> is sadly just, it's my own nerdy way, sometimes way more interesting than a bunch of bickering weirdos with a bad script, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. kind of the problem. Like, is like, that us? Oh uh, yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. I wrote the bad <laughs> script. <Yeah. laughs> so we're bickering weirdos. Yeah. Um, yeah. So between Operation Crossroads and Castle Bravo, Lee Shaw is sent by the U.S. to escort Mari Yamamoto's character, Dr. Kiko Miura, on an expedition in the Philippines to study an ionic disturbance uh, in Earth's atmosphere. So basically, what it was being detected. This is from the television show. Um. What was being detected was something similar to the Northern Lights or the Aurora Borealis or the Southern Lights, which is the Aurora Australis, um, occurring over islands in the Philippines where There's... this phenomenon does not occur. I didn't know there was Southern Lights. They're better. Than Why the wouldn't Light. there be? Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, much, they're much brighter and more vibrant than the Northern Lights, actually. 
Dang. I am proud to say a few of the memories I have from my time spent living in northern Canada. I remember seeing a comet in, I think, 1994, which is one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. You remember when you were three years old? I remember being wrapped in a red blanket that I think my mom still has. My dad, like, wrapped me up and took me outside very, very late, like, like hours past three-year-old Pete's. Bedtime. I remember I being to three see a too, comment. For, I have a and single then, memory from before I was 26. You know what well, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> before that, it's just hey, well, it, uh, Your parents didn't show you enough comets or the Northern Lights. Yeah, I remember no. both those things pretty frequently. But also, your parents didn't do the insane thing of bringing you to Northern Canada when yeah. you were four months old. <laughs> you can you can catch the Northern Lights as as south as we are sometimes in the dead of winter, but they're nowhere near as good. I remember from three and four, but my parents got divorced when I was three and four. So the memories that I have of, of that are not like super cool and fun memories. It's like it's yeah. Jamie. I like I remember a story of you telling me like you had a dream that was yeah. like you were you were grinding glass into your mother's eye. And that stuck with me. I can only oh. imagine if it stuck with you. <laughs> I forgot about that one now. Yeah, that one, that's a good one to remember. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I woke up very upset about that too. It wasn't something, it was like a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I remember my dad leaving uh, last time uh, he left my childhood home. Some cool stuff. I, I will say, like, my wife and I were kind of like, our daughter's going through a sleep regression phase where she's not sleeping at all. Uh, and I've been super busy at work. So, like, and like my wife just went back to work. So it's all been like very good and fun here. And like, yeah. we were kind of reminiscing last night how, like, oh man, it was kind of nice to not have a kid sometimes, you know, like, just people <laughs> like do stuff. And I straight up had a dream last night where like her and I, like, in the dream, I was like, we had our daughter and she like wasn't with us. And we were on vacation in Europe and I was playing beer pong at a hostel. And I was like, this uh, is fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm have, the night with the boys. So, so like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have I remember uh, seeing the comet. I remember seeing the northern lights. Thankfully, my parents got divorced so early. I have zero memories or trauma because I have no memory of them being together whatsoever. Nice. I was like 18 months old. Nice. So you're saying if 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 Arian and I are going to get divorced for Abby's sake, we should do it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. 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 Soon. Spe- <laughs> yeah, speaking of single life, I had a busy day. I played eight hours of cyberpunk, took a three hour nap, and woke up to drink with my friends. Hard <laughs> <laughs> day. Which way, friends. Western man? <laughs> 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 anyway yeah they're getting uh, an ionic disturbance of the atmosphere by the philippines right now um this is a i mean it's not real it is a real thing in real filipino folklore that there is some sort of kind of magical entity that causes uh disturbances in the atmosphere that causes lights in the sky they use it as like you know kind of like shaman explanations for again like various get, phenomena we get northern lights here sometimes too and like I'm sure I'm sure in the Philippines you get like especially like before cities when like there was so much light pollution. I'm sure yeah. you do see see like weird shit in the sky from time to time, right? Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, like no lights and you're like in the middle of the ocean. Of course it's a large it's a large archipelago like a system of islands. I feel like it's too far north to get Australis cuz it is quite far. I think it, I think it's close pretty close to the equator, yeah. Yeah. So I I this is from like another podcast from the Bad Friends podcast. They have a Filipina who comes on named Rudy, and she's telling you about how in her village they believed that this one woman's spit was magical. So like, let's say you had a hurt foot, the lady would come over and then lick your foot, 
and then your foot would get better. Where or did if this you're woman like, grow up? <laughs> sword stuff in a the small village in the Philippines. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's yeah. she? 170 years old? Like, there's no, no way. <laughs> Just, I feel like that's, that's pretty common folk folklore. Is like magic like spit. Magic spit. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, our ionic disturbance here. Maybe you could spit on people's feet in in the show. I have the show's not done. It could happen, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, I suck my Jolly Ranchers spit on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so the ionic disturbance appears at regular intervals and takes constantly. You know how the northern lights look? They kind of like squiggle a lot. They're very unpredictable, yeah. very kind of rainbow colored. The ionic disturbance uh, above the Philippines currently, it, this is in 1954. Or no, no, 1952. Excuse me. I did not say that earlier. Um, it always takes a predictable S-shaped pattern and happens at regular intervals dr miura uh, compares it to a bird migration pattern so there's a there's there's like a seasonal aspect to it in right. some capacity the the southern lights make s's and the northern lights make ends yeah that makes sense y- yeah, yeah that's where we get the letters on the compass they don't i can only assume this else. is like godzilla uh nestling around the uranium core of the earth like is just moving in predictable patterns in his sleep right you're and not different <laughs> patterns on the night sky you're not too far actually (laughs) so uh this is very uh, this is like very plot convenient but i i I don't mind it because it's a good scene they run into william ronda in the jungle because they're actually following a similar trail of evidence but he is looking for his old ship the uss lawton this leads (laughs) again i i do like the show it's very charming but there's some scenes that are so fucking bad and i did have to put this one in here this leads to a staggeringly stupid scene that is so funny where he has his notebook with his S-shaped pattern that he's been following to find the USS Lawton. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Miura has her S-shaped pattern. that's like a printout of a, like a radar screen or whatever. It's got the lines on it and the squiggles with the wind patterns and whatnot. And I guess the prop department only had one image because they literally have identical images but for some reason still do the scene where he's like, wait a second. And he rips out the page of his notebook, puts it on top of her picture and holds it up to the sun. And I was fucking dying, dude, because like <laughs> holding them next to each other. They're literally, the literally audience, the, the camera is pointing at two of the same image. It's like, if they, it's like if you and I even had, the same picture of Jamie napping and held it up to the sun. And that's yeah. when we realized it was <laughs> exactly. photos of Jamie, yeah. like, like, like the same fucking photo. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's, it's so good. Again, it's just like, whatever props got budgets and deadlines. You got to do what you got to do, man. Maybe the printer's out of ink. It's just like, like the audience can see it. The camera, the characters can see yeah. that this is the same squiggle. Like it's just clearly like, uh. <laughs> they're not even different sizes. It's like eight, eight, <laughs> perfectly it's like eight overlapped. By, eight by ten, yeah. like perfectly overlaps. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but they, it, oh, excuse me. There's a, regardless. Anyway, um, they obviously locate the USS Lawton, which is deep in the jungle, and they are subsequently attacked by a titan that they call the Ion Dragon. Uh, this is a massive flying monster that looks like a cross between a fish and a bat. And they theorize that the Ion Dragon that has lived there for thousands of years, since it is also the source of the local Bogobo tribe's myth about the Minokawa, 
a giant bird living on the island. The Minokawa was is a real folklore creature for a real tribe called the Bogobo is how they used to explain eclipses and other atmospheric okay. phenomena. It's just it's a giant bird. I do have a photo. I don't know where the fuck it ended up of the ion dragon that I provided with you guys where it is on the hull of the ship that it sank and stole. Oh, yeah. See, the next photo is just a just a picture of a nuke. I think what what are we looking for is the, the, the global, flying bird. Yeah. It's the next one. It's on it's on a ship. Yeah. So that yeah. that is the one that that descro- destroyed the Laden, right? It is. Yeah. And so and it, ca- it carried her off and used it in the jungle as a nest or something. And so Mikio, uh, the the uh, Doctor Miura, Kiko Miura, Mi- Miura, uh, Kiko Miura. She was searching for the S, and she ended up on this island. Then she found uh, um, Rhonda, who was the only the lone survivor of the Laden. Yes. Also on this island, searching for his old wreck. Yes. Okay. And okay. they both found the bat. Yeah, they both found this, this Bogobo tribe myth. Is the it the Ion one that's Dragon. yelling in the air? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It. Yeah. Whenever before I, I enlarged the image, I thought it was a screenshot from a Monster Hunter game. So I bring up Monster Hunter later on, but we can get into it now. I tried really hard to find out who the monster designer for uh monarch legacy of monsters was because mm-hmm. the monster designs are fucking fantastic and you guys can bring it up now there's like this big armored mole thing that's in the third episode it's it'll be a whiter picture yeah and then there's a it. redder picture as well it looks exactly like an odogaron from monster hunter world but it has like the mole kind of nose appendages on its yeah, face yeah the uh the, the star star faced mole or whatever it's called yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. and it 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 burrows through the ice and it attacks um kurt russell and the young hacker characters in the third episode which like you saying like oh it must be the same monsters because this monster looks exactly like that monster but then we're also saying they both look like this real world animal i know i know (laughs) which, which is fair but like the the art style of monster hunters monsters is very particular in the fact that they combine often enough Two completely unrelated animals to make them look completely naturalistic. And the fish bat ion dragon is like, that's two interesting things to pull from. Like, sure, they have flying fish, but it kind of looks like a piranha with bat wings. And I was like, nobody's ever thought to put a fish and a bat together before. No, it's the only it's one. The first only people. one person on Earth could have ever thought of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. just ma- a hundred-one-year-old ma- Japanese man who works on Monster yeah. Hunter. A bat's already a bird mouse, anyways. It's like combining combinings, you know. Bats are bugs, dude. They are. They're my- mammals. No, they got bugs. ears and they have they're milk legs. and they're they bugs. give live birth. You know anybody who's ever had bat milk? Uh, I'm sure Batman has a one canister on yeah. <laughs> on his tool belt. That, that he just calls it mommy's just, milk, though. He just whips it out of shark. Yeah. It's a can of bat that. milk. Yeah. I saw that one. What does he do? Throw like a grenade at a shark out of a no, helicopter? It, you no, know, he has like an aerosol <laughs> spray. Oh, yeah, shark repellent. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Absolutely, it's like an aerosol. He just blinds the fucking thing. Speaking of when my dad got divorced, when my dad got divorced the second time, <laughs> we watched. We, I remember, I have a very clear memory of eating spaghetti on the couch watching that Batman episode. And we were fucking living life, man. We weren't eating at the table. <laughs> yeah. dad was divorced, divorced dad, and free. Divorced dad move, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sit the kid on the on the couch with some spaghetti and old ass Batman. That's a very your dad move to be like, I'm a cool dad, see? Yeah. <laughs> I well, and if you guys are lucky, we'll talk. Early. 
<laughs> if you guys are lucky, we'll tie it in with a third divorce later. We'll see. Yeah. Ooh. We're going to find out Starf- <laughs> how Star-Faced Mole Monster <laughs> relates to, Stole relates all your money your from the restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so following the discovery of the Ion Dragon, as well as a footprint uh, from a hitherto unseen Godzilla... Lee Shaw managed to secure funding through Monarch and the U.S. government and was given clearance to use a nuclear bomb as bait for Godzilla in March of 1954. Um, it's really cool how they do this scene is because they took it. They take a gigantic cast of the Godzilla footprint and they take the general they're trying to convince into like an airplane hangar, like the big kind of aluminum dome ones from that yep. are just like on a tarmac, right? And he's just like, okay, what the fuck is this? Like, well we discovered this giant monster that had actually destroyed the Lawton. And now we just took a cast of this footprint. And he's like, this thing could be really dangerous. You should probably give us some fucking nukes. And this is why Dr. Miura is so distraught at trying to blow up Godzilla because the bribe for the U S government was just like, look, the nuke is going to lure it out and then you can kill it. And the government was obviously just like, sick. All right, that's a deal. (laughs) Sick, bro. Really (laughs) big fishing rod trying to put a nuke on the hook. (laughs) 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 Fuck! Like, do a little... There's such a fun... Another kind of funny scene in the uh, the show is, like, you you know, like, the sexy lady that you would paint on the side of an airplane or whatever, or, like, Mm -hmm. the shark teeth you put on the fighter? The pinup girl. Yeah, yeah. the pinup girl. Um, The thing that kind of gets Dr. Miura suspicious in the show that like, oh man, maybe the U.S.'s government is lying to me, is the fact that one of the Marines, when they're setting up the Castle Bravo atomic bomb, is the guy is painting a Godzilla head on it with a red circle and a line through it, as like it's like the <laughs> Ghostbusters thing, and, and I'm just like, hang on a fucking second, no one has ever seen Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. who are you going to call? This guy you know, really knows who, what Godzilla fucking looks like. This fucking guy, this extra on set is just like, well, that's probably what it looks like. And he's just like, he's just, like, he's like, so he's just guessing. And, and it's a great it. image. Fuck it. Right? His, his like eyes are rolled back in his head so you just see the whites of his eyes while he's fucking painting. Picking on by the Holy Ghost, like yeah. speaking in tongues. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like straight up, like no one on earth has ever seen this fucking thing. And this guy is like, yeah, none of them. Here. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Probably looks a little something like I can extrapolate from the footprint. Probably looks a Big little tits on it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, like that's the only difference. Godzilla. Yeah, can, you draw that, can, on it. can you draw that? Pete? I, yeah, I was just about to write. Pete, Pete, Pete can draw a lizard with tits because it's that's not like that's not real. And Pete, put, Pete you put human ears on it, too. Yeah, well, most lizards have ears, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> lizard, lizard with tits, sure. Lizard with ears, no, no. But no well, one give would it, believe that. Give it forked nips too. <laughs> it's got like the like the snake dome, like you know, like snakes don't have eyelids. It's just got the little domes over its nipples yeah. to keep them. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, so I, imagine you smelled with your nipples. That's just about to say that. Little known fact: <laughs> snakes smell with their nipples. Yeah, <laughs> that's with their belly down. <laughs> how would your How would your life change if you smelled with your nipples instead of your nose? Shirt change. I probably wear a lot of different kinds of shirts. You know, probably, you know when when you had bo sooner, quicker for sure, right? Probably. Yeah, that travels probably pretty fast. I'd probably be like way more judgy about my detergent. Yeah, it couldn't be too strong for sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, 
have to think more about this. We'll get back to you guys. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we need another episode about... We, we, like, what if a snake with nipples wore a shirt is going to be our next episode? <laughs> um, at some point in the show, I think... I, I didn't have time to go back through the three hours of footage that is currently out. Dr. Miura explains that the Titans absorb radiation to sustain themselves. I explained this earlier on in the episode because this is part of Titan lore. I don't recall her ever explaining this to anyone in the show. So the idea that they were going to use a nuke to lure Godzilla out, again, which no one has ever seen, is just like a, well, you've seen the movie moment in in the show where the yeah. editing is already a little bit schizophrenic. It's, it is a very, it's, it's a little wonky. I think in a flashback to 1959 in the first episode, where Dr. Miura is, like, apparently killed by giant spiders in, like, a Soviet, like, a nuclear power plant. I think she talks about it because, again, a lot of the characters have weird lore dump monologues when they're not talking directly to each other and they're talking to you, the audience. I can't remember where it was, where it was placed, but I don't think she explained to the general that the nuke was bait. It may, it happened either off screen or in a different conversation. Sure, it's it's yeah. a bit weird. Anyway. Um, sorry. Her character is Japanese or American? Doesn't really she matter. She's Japanese. Doctor Mira. She's, so, like, is this monarch that is working on this initiative? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Because uh, I did specify that uh, Lee, uh, Kurt, Ru or yeah. Kurt Russell's character, right? He secured after the encounter with the Ion Dragon is and the cast of Godzilla's footprint. That is what he presents to both Monarch and the U.S. government, because again, it's like the U.S. government and the Japanese government are both working with Monarch. It's a joint operation between the two to yeah. prevent more monsters or whatever, right? But right, yes. right. Yeah. So it's, they have uh, physical evidence of the existence of Titans, and Dr. Miura has figured out at some point, <laughs> either off-screen or in a movie that came out in 2014, that they yeah. feed off radiation, right? Got it. Yeah. So the test, the real test, in 1954 was the Castle Bravo atomic test. So this, a lot of this is canon, but the real world implications are also interesting. So in universe, the military was secretly paranoid that Godzilla might be a communist or something. So they were just like, well, we're not going to tell these fucking nerds we're going to kill their lizard. But like, <laughs> they really did set us up to just blow the fucking thing to pieces. They went along with Shaw, Mira, and Randa but fully intended on, like, I guess, saving the CIA some time and just blowing the fucking thing up as soon as it came out of the ocean. Hindsight, of course, being 2020, we know Godzilla cannot be harmed by I atomic know. weapons. No, he gets they stronger. Use, yeah, exactly. They use an atomic weapon on him in King of the Monsters, and he basically goes fucking Super Saiyan. Yeah. Where, which is a very cool scene, and a lot of the effects side of things, just to kind of geek out about that, is the fact that Godzilla is so charged up and so hot towards the end of exactly. King, King of the Monsters. Uh, it, well, no, yeah, I guess it's, his bra <laughs> has come, his bra has burned completely off his body oh, at this point. Oh, nice. Right? He's got bikini. them Godzilla titties out. Yeah, oh, yeah, you'd better believe it. <laughs> I'm happy for him. Yeah, but as he approaches things, like the environment catches fire before he touches it. 
So sure. it's like one of those big, like, you know, those big cranes that build a condo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like as he's approaching, he's off screen, but it starts to melt and then he passes by. And I was just like, that's a really cool attention that's cool. to detail. That's cool. Yeah. I remember you showing us a clip of him shooting like a light beam out of his mouth or something, too. I have a memory of a Godzilla doing a Kamehameha out of his mouth, and I have no reason to have seen that other than the I show. Think, I think like every a, single Godzilla that has ever been put to screen has atomic breath. It's like his thing. I don't okay. think the 99 uh, one did the Matthew. Bro- I don't think the Matthew Broderick one did. Did it not? But it, it definitely is like the, the Kamehameha mouth is definitely yeah. a Godzilla staple, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I, I de- <laughs> the, the last episode, there was a reason why we watched one of those clips. I don't remember why, but anyways. Yeah, yep. I don't I don't recall. I'm struggling, I'm struggling to remember in the 19. I didn't bank one, that one. I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. Not, the, not out of the front of my brain. And Darnell, the front of my or... brain's the last thing that's working right now. Yeah. Someone will tell me. Someone Darnell will save us. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Anyway, so. Um, what's going to happen post Castle Bravo when the show is unknown? Because that episode is not out. The the cliffhanger of the show is the Castle Bravo experiment where they blow up Godzilla. He's actually not revealed to be still alive in the television show. But you which, know he is. That'd yeah, be I know. really this, weird if they killed him. It's a, such a <laughs> stupid fucking thing that TV shows yeah. have done. And like Rings of Power did this as well, where they were just like, oh no, Isildur has died in a house fire. It's like, no, he no, didn't. He didn't. He defeats Sauron. Why did I've you put this in your show? Yeah, I've I've seen the movie. Yeah, like I this, read the, the re- book the, that came the, out in the forties. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> the only reason I've I've I'm watching your show right now is because I've read the book or seen the movie. Like yeah, I wouldn't exactly. be, I would not be watching your show otherwise. So like, don't yeah. fucking lie to me. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So like <laughs> the fake the fake out death of Godzilla is just like no the nuke the the nuke the nuclear war had got him finally. Yeah, oh exactly. boy! I guess yeah, I show our first him. encounter with Godzilla, we defeated him. I can't yeah. believe the nuke worked. We're renaming the show to <laughs> to Mothra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he breathed. He breathed through the wrong hole while he was swimming, and he just choked and he drowned. Yeah, exactly. That's... He's got he's got visible gills in the new design, which I think is pretty neat. Ooh. He looked um, really good in the in the two minute clip that you showed me. The modern American Godzilla looks great. Way better than the Matt. Well, he looks way better than Matthew Broderick. Yeah, that's what? especially in those mugshots after he killed those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So originally, the Castle Bravo bomb was estimated to explode with a force of about six megatons. But for safety reasons, this is real life. They set up instruments and observation points, uh, observation points far enough away that if the explosion got up to something crazy like 10 megatons, they'd still get good readings and, like, not boil any U.S. servicemen alive or kill the generals or any of the, you know, scary businessmen that are watching nuclear tests in the Pacific Ocean, right? Um, when the bomb detonated, it was with a force of 15 megatons, which was a thousand times more powerful than the bombs that dropped on Japan. Now, every time people make, like, the, like, Americans never use the metric system sort of joke, it's just like, oh, yeah, well, that's enough TNT that's like 15 Hiroshima bombs. I'm like, the, the, a quarter million people died. Like, I can't yeah. picture that yeah. amount of TNT. No, what the yeah, fuck all, are you talking all about? All way out of scale, fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit, like, every, the first nuke is like, wow, that's too big. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. too big for the human mind to fathom, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's just like, yeah. okay. 
it's like a lot times two. Like yeah. there's like a yeah. playground fight at this point. It's the same thing with spicy food. Like what's a million Scovilles? Yeah, the, like, Sco- the Scoville one is, is, is whack too because I think it's logarithmic, which is like why yeah. would you make your scale like that? Like <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So your numbers could be really big for the cool thrill seeker. Exactly. Yeah. That's why, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- this pepper is a one point one million, and that's the yeah. reason I have diarrhea. Is like. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, this man. one's only five percent spicier, but it's one billion Scoville units. And yeah, you've you've yeah. never this in your mom's shit blood pepper. This is <laughs> this ain't your mom's center of a green pepper. Yeah. <laughs> That's an old callback. <laughs> good, good old Louise. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, so the Castle Bravo uh, detonation ended up being the most powerful nuclear device ever detonated by the United States. Uh, this, like, scared them straight, basically. Of course, we have no idea what Sleepy Joe's, like, fucking on, sitting on top of right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. But at, the, at the time. What's he got in the holster right now? <laughs> exactly. What's he got chambered? Um, uh, the, cap- the contamination was so bad that to rescue people accidentally caught in the blast took multiple days. Uh, it destroyed equipment that had been set up to monitor the explosion. So, like, the reading of 15 megatons we got is just, like, the estimate given by surviving equipment. Uh, and also, it caused two centimeters of irradiated calcium snow to fall down all over the natives that have been relocated to the Rongerica Toll. <laughs> oh boy. They're just like. <laughs> they moved them 200 kilometers away and put them on a desert island. And they still got it. <laughs> between the Jolly Ranchers and the radiation, the candies are going to be falling out through holes in their cheeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. You're taking us back to our island, smooth skin. You're like, yeah. oh no, what have we done? <laughs> Irradiated Jolly Ranchers grew legs and became not so jolly. <laughs> <laughs> jolly Ranchers had risen up and killed all the natives. So like, okay, we need to cover this up. By the um, way, have you ever where the, where are these Jolly Ranchers? I guess they're down south somewhere, huh? I've never met a, a rancher, but anyways. Fiddy. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you met a have you met a cantankerous rancher? Fiddy in the Discord, he's pretty jolly. Is he a rancher? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Northern, Northern Cali, yeah, Cali swag. He's got he's got a ranch. Yeah. All right. Well, we That's can change cool. his name he, in the he Discord. He calls it a ranch anyway. Jolly rancher. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big lawn with two horses. Look. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the real detonation of this bomb obviously became an international incident when radiation was detected as far away as Japan, Australia, and California. So it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Biggin. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the Castle Bravo experiment was, uh, too much. Uh, even for the 1950s U.S. government. Yeah, I mean, there, um, there's, there's another classic one from the 50s that I'm, I'm not gonna remember the name of the test, but it's like the admiral or whatever who was like in charge of the fleet that was it was like a an at sea bombing like they they just blew blew a nuke up underwater essentially uh and they had some like dummy ships that were like set up near it to see what the damage would be uh and it like it blew up and like splashed water all over the ships and then they just like put servicemen back on the ships and the admiral was like uh i'm not sure men should just be like cleaning that and they were just like sure enough just like straight up just like scrubbing like asbestos no mask just like scrubbing the deck with like just like full of radiation everywhere Jesus. yeah it's funny how like Wild the times. woman who discovered radiation uh was killed by it and people yeah. were still like like real fast and loose when they started blowing up islands with it right 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, throughout history, like they made soft drinks that had like radium in it, right? That was like, it would, oh yeah, the your, radium girls are putting yeah. on our faces. Yeah, here's your glow in the dark uh, soft drink or whatever with just pure radiation in it. <laughs> go, go ahead and drink that. <laughs> Turns out not not very. Good. Yeah, yeah. Sit two and a half inches away from the TV and drink this, kid. You'll be fine. I yep. mean, I, I I fully believe thirty years. That's going to be like Teflon. You know what I mean? That's microplastics. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. I mean, Teflon's a current stuff. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, giving us all giving us all cancer all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. We're we're going through the exact same thing right now. We never learn. Yeah, it's, that... it's just some new poison that we discover that makes exactly. like slightly yeah. cheaper garbage. Yeah, exactly. Every time you nap, you swallow a credit card in your sleep. Or at least I do. <laughs> Don't leave your credit cards at Jamie's place. It makes blacks there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would love for this international incident to be uh, woven into the show. Of course, the episode is not out. I'd love a cover-up Godzilla episode to come out just all bureaucrats, all of the like good conspiracy shit trying to hide this experiment. Because in the 2014 film, as well as in Godzilla vs. Kong, there are multiple conspiracy characters who absolutely like believe that the CIA had Godzilla kill Jack Ruby to cover up the JFK assassination. Okay, when I said earlier that like I believe conspiracy theories when they're about uh, uh, corporations, but not about yes. the government, I didn't include the CIA in the government. Most of those, they, if, if, a, if a conspiracy theory involves, involves the CIA, I'm always like, I'm open to, I'm open to hearing you out because they'll yeah. fucking do anything. They'll yeah, me too. Like <laughs> you know? They, they like straight up because some of the stuff gets declassified after like 60 years, like classification has an expiry. Mm -hmm. The CIA does just do stuff without the approval of the president yeah. and then tell four presidents later what they did to the guy who died of old age yeah, yeah exactly right like, <laughs> like, so, I, mean, yeah. I mean forget declassification like look at ollie north right and like like look at the banana republics like there's there's so many things that the yeah, cia it, has done that you're just like like wait what do you mean they did that what do you mean they they just like straight up destabilized several central american countries to make bananas cheaper for corporations yeah, i know <laughs> still right yeah, to the, I mean, Still, I'm sure to this day. To today, uh, I mean, we're, we're from Montreal. Episode look at, could be an op. Yeah, we did MK Ultra here. Um, MK Ultra, exactly. We're from Montreal. Yeah. MK Ultra. So it's a yeah. hometown, hometown special. Like the CIA funding it in Canada yeah. at a university. Because <laughs> like the, did it. yeah, because the I'm the going there to the eggheads. I'm I'm going for McGill training in like a day and a half. So maybe I'm yeah. going to get MK Ultra. Maybe I drank the coffee the last time I was there three weeks ago. What are they testing? Was there a Is credit card in it? You're just like, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be in credit cards in my sleep ever since I attended McGill uh, corporate I training. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I was tired yeah. enough that morning to probably have drank a whole credit card in my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took my coffee black, just like with an Amex in it. Yeah. No. I try, I, how do you take your coffee? Black, platinum, exactly. platinum plus. Yeah. Platinum yeah. yeah. plus. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, uh, Walter White, Brian Cranston, does play a conspiracy theorist in the 2014 Godzilla. His character does get killed off very early, but his like whole Godzilla was an inside job character is great. And he is expanded on and kind of turned into a very good cartoon played by a different Brian, Brian Henry, who plays Paperboy in the show Atlanta, which is fantastic. He just plays Godzilla Alex Jones. He is okay. <laughs> He is just on all time. It is a comedy role in Godzilla vs. Kong. He is, in my opinion, other than like some of the effects, the best part of that movie. 
And again, I watched Alex Jones sing Mother today, and it's just so fucking good on his <laughs> on his show, dude. It, it's so awesome. I'll pl- I'll put it in the Discord after because people the, don't see it. The one you sent me of him, where it is just a extreme close up on his face, where you can barely see the corners of his mouth. It's so close. He's like, "Are you trying to have sex with me?" Yeah, and then he smiles a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's talking about bumblebees. He's like, I would so love to live good. one hour in his head just to see I what's wouldn't. going on in there. Uh, I don't know. What, just I, an hour. I'm, I'm good out here. Ethan, <laughs> Ethan's good out here, honestly. <laughs> I, I do enjoy Alex Jones. Don't get me wrong. As like a character, like, he he is like I we I feel like we've talked about it before. How like uh, real life has outpaced satire in a lot of senses, yeah. and he is like the purest form of that. <laughs> like, well, he's not even like in. I feel like he's we're pa- we're post Alex Jones. Like are, yeah. Like he's been kicked out of everything, and like yeah. he's not. He's, he got canceled. Got yeah. cancel culture. Got another <laughs> good one. Am I right? Yeah. I mean that sincere, sincerely. This is exactly like cancel culture is a good thing sometimes, and that's exactly what it's meant to do. Is cal- cancel fucking Alex Jones? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, Milo, yeah. Yeah. Take, it, take another whatever. one of our <laughs> angels. Yeah, Steve Carter, like cancel them all. Yeah, that's that's fucking. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Nobody and everybody, I guess. I do find him so funny. Holy and it's just yeah. so so too bad that he ended up being dangerous, right? Because people fucking that's it, believe yeah. him. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's on he's, us as a he's, society. He's so funny because, like, I think we can all turn on like our surreal goggles and just look at it as though it is surrealism when it's yeah. not. It's realism, but I know we, we look as at it theater, as satire. As yeah. theater, like, yeah. which is why uh, Brian Henry's character in Godzilla vs Kong is so good because he is the. Whatever, oh whatever that God. clown is, he's the Pagliacci Alex okay, Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Alex Jones. <laughs> Just listen to him sing "Mother" while you guys are talking, and it's like, "Mother." <laughs> he's so into it. I love it. Okay, we'll watch it after. Watch Jamie, it. All, every time we do an episode of Lore Boys, you guys should know Jamie always has a backtrack of Alex Jones playing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. I'll, I'll also consider he's he's off everything mainstream. If someone could get us like an Alex Jones cameo of like Lore Boys here, the internet's number one, or whatever, like j- just for <laughs> one episode. Pay Alex Jones any money on our behalf, please, like, <laughs> please, no, please, nobody give Alex Jones a fucking red cent <laughs> for, on our behalf. Does he have a cameo? I'm about to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got I'm Alexis the I'm Jones. The Damn it! it. Oh, <laughs> if you can, if you um, can trick him into doing it for free, if you can grift him, I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong, oh, but don't, don't give him a, don't give him a dime. Let's bamboozle Jonesy. Um, so yeah, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, so the film Kong Skull Island follows the monarch-funded mission to Skull Island in 1973 and the discovery of Kong, who is an ape-like titan. They specify that he is not a big gorilla. That no, is idiot. He's not a gorilla. Ridiculous. <laughs> what, he just looks exactly like one. <laughs> and he also is canonically a gorilla. Yeah, he looks and acts exactly <laughs> like a gorilla, but isn't because he's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um th- that movie is I think genuinely a good creature feature. Like there's I don't I don't have like a it's good but for Kong Skull Island. Just fun. Like cover to cover, I think, personally. Right? Um over the following decades, Monarch would continue to refine their methods of detecting sleeping titans all over the world, constructing outposts close by to monitor the monsters as well as study them. Uh Outpost 56 is set up on the fictional island of Isla de Mara uh, off the coast of Mexico, 
where Rodan, a giant pterodactyl monster, is sleeping inside of a volcano, and they discovered him in 1991. Uh, he is in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Looks great. Great scene. He's one of the classic Godzilla monsters from yeah, like, Rodan the old is a guys wearing costumes. Rodan era. Mothra are, the I think, the two Godzilla monsters, yeah. other than Godzilla, that I know about. Um, the iconic monster Mothra hatches from a gigantic egg in China underneath Facility 61. That was um, a very, very hungry caterpillar. She was. She is <laughs> huge. She's a very benevolent titan, uh, seemingly has the power to heal wounds. She helps Godzilla out in the final fight uh, I think, in that film. I think in the, in the classics, in some of the classic Godzillas, Mothra is also a protagonist, not an antagonist, right? Like She is. Not in Godzilla versus Mothra, but, yeah. the bad guy is Godzilla. Oh. Yeah. Wait, guys, have you seen Alex Jones singing Mothra? Mothra! <laughs> <laughs> you can heal my wounds! <laughs> the big bugs under the waterfall are free, Joe. You can take them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so she has a gigantic egg in China under Facility 61. Um, she is not great in the movie. I feel like she's kind of wasted. Sadly, she doesn't have any real powers. She just has the powers. She's a big moth. She looks great. Like, great character design. She kind of just has the power of all bug. Like, she can shoot silk, like sticky silk. She sticks Ghidorah to a building at one point. She has mantis claws and, like, Her, a stinger. Yeah, she can pray. She's good at praying. It, very good at praying. Mm -hmm. She Her. also... This part is so fucking weird, because in Godzilla vs. Mothra, there are these two itty-bitty, like, like six-inch-tall Chinese ladies, like Chinese twins, that have, like, a psychic link to the Mothra caterpillars in that film. The single Chinese character in... Godzilla, King of the Monsters, whose name is uh, Eileen Chen. Like, there's this one weird cut that I guess is a reference that when Mothra appears in the final fight, Eileen Chen, like, uh, like, looks as though she's, like, experiencing, like, a spiritual moment as if, like, oh, yeah, well, she's the Chinese one. She's also psychically linked to the big moth. It's such a very weird of course. scene and shot, right? Well, there's only anyway. a handful of Chinese people. So if there's a Chinese monster, then probably one of like the six mm -hmm. or seven Chinese people that exist. They could read his mind. Yeah, probably could read. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some link to it. <laughs> um, so the outpost I want to end on is Outpost 32, which is in Antarctica. Here, uh, Monarch monitors the frozen body of Monster Zero, or Ghidorah. Uh, Ghidorah is Russian for Hydra in reference to the Titan's appearance uh, having three dragon heads. It is a golden three-headed dragon. Larry, Moe, and uh, Curly. Exactly. Uh, I would have thought that if the Titans like are deep in the Earth's crust or whatever, that the Russians would have found them before a nuclear bomb, because Russians love to dig the big holes. They do. They've, uh, they've I mean, drilled the deepest hole. hole. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Have, they've drilled the deepest hole. Yeah. yeah. I think twice. Uh, you get all the way to the bottom of the hole, and it's just a single eye of a Godzilla, like a whale's eye looking around. <laughs> ah! just eating uranium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Dr. Eileen Chen again speculates that Ghidorah is the source uh, is the source monster, rather, for multiple myths around Asia about a dragon that fell from the stars. While this might just be a reference to the original incarnations of Ghidorah from 1964, where it is straight up an alien from Venus that killed all of the humans that were living there. There was like a Venusian civilization okay. in the 60s movie. Um, I, I don't know if that's like 
a tie-in or whether it's just like a, they just like a reference again a reference like the psychic link she has with fucking mothra is just a reference yeah. to the old <laughs> movies the conflict in godzilla king of the monsters is due to the fact that both godzilla and Ghidorah are classified as alpha titans so Ghidorah can summon and like wake up other titans other titans on other the planet exactly other kaiju if you will it, exactly which is a term i avoided on purpose because like Sorry. this is America Godzilla. They're tight. <laughs> okay, They're <sure>. Titans, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the a different continuity. Yeah. But they are of course kaiju, which is just Japanese for like big monster or great monster or something sure. like that. But the in the in movie explanation for like, well, Godzilla is the Alpha Titan of Earth and he's kept everything in check and we're not getting attacked by giant fucking monsters constantly, but why is this one so mean? And they're basically just like, oh, it's an alien. It's not from Earth, though. Exactly. And <laughs> okay. he's, he's classified as an invasive species, which is why they're fighting over, like, it's a, it's a dominance thing for Earth. And Ghidorah yeah. is much more destructive and, and whatnot. Which I G- thought was... Ghidorah cl- caused climate change on Venus, which made Venus uninhabitable. Uh, have, yeah, exactly. pretty good science that backs up that Venus was probably a lot like Earth at one point. But now yep. it, climate change happened, and it's all acid rain all the time. And it was Ghidorah. Temperatures of four hundred degrees, and it was. <laughs> yeah. It turns out it was all Ghidorah, not oil companies. Turns out the Russians is, got one photo of Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> the Russians got one photo of Ghidorah before their probe melted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I really like that. I also like the kind of inference that there are alien planets with their own Titan ecosystems out there in the galaxy, like within the Monarch monster verse which is also pretty cool um but yeah that is uh a rowdy episode of the lore boys about monarch and the current uh. up to the third episode of the show monster verse and i have been your host peter O'Donoghue. you just, can find me one last tangent just because i just reminded because i was like oh what about like titans on mars or something and i was like thinking elon musk i saw a, a, t- a tesla get t-boned today Nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, the guy was really upset about it. Did it just crumble into matchsticks? <laughs> the side, the side of it, it got hit on the passenger side, and it was just dented in really badly. Where? Like he could still drive, just on the corner Nearby. here. Uh, yeah, and uh, the guy go, come out of his car and go, "Oh, my Tesla! I drive a Tesla! I love driving, <laughs> I love driving Teslas! You smash my Tesla!" A Volkswagen hit it, dude. The Volkswagen, the front bumper, like Nothing. a little bit of paint, <laughs> but then the side of the Tesla's just dented in. And the guy who has the Volkswagen is like, "Oh yeah, here I'll give you my information." The other guy just looked like he was having the worst. No, day. You, the guy don't understand. The you you scratch your Volkswagen. I drive a Tesla, dude. You don't <laughs> understand, okay? He wasn't even vocal. You drive a car. I drive a Tesla. <laughs> I'd love to imagine that the Tesla's airbags like didn't even come, didn't even try to deploy. Like this guy is just completely crushed. The guy lapsed on his on his uh, subscription at X or whatever, and yeah, uh, yeah, (laughs) his eight bucks bounced. Um, Yeah, I drive a Mazda. Yeah, exactly. I drive a Mazda, and I have been your host, Peter O'Donnell. You can find me at Lower Boys Pad. Podcast, podcast, podcast yes, on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, or follow the link to the Discord, discord.gg slash the lore boys. I'm only really replying to Prime stuff and at still, but feel free to at me if you have something uh, you want to say, mm-hmm. fellas. Jimbo, hey, you can find me in the Discord, discord.gg slash l o r e b o y s. Um, yeah, see you next time. Bye. Uh, yeah, and if you guys like the show, consider leaving us a five-star review and or telling your friends about us. Uh, it's the best way to help the show grow uh, organically. 
Uh, and we super appreciate everyone who's done it so far. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to all our patrons, patreon.com slash loreboys. If you want to join the illustrious ranks, get access to our bonus content where we, uh, Pete and I had a good 15 minutes where we talked before Jamie woke up from his nap. <laughs> this week's I think I still stuck around for a full half hour after. Yeah, it was, like, it was, it was almost like 15 minutes. Yeah, so it was, yeah. In, yeah. As long as that episode was, uh, is on track for how long this episode was, I suppose. Long bonus, long mainline. Yeah. It's an it's hour Saturday night, two. baby. There's yeah. three hours of content this week. So <laughs> enjoy it, guys. So. Yeah, and if you want to join, if you don't trust Patreon and want to join Lord Boys Prime, everyone gets Lord Boys Prime this week. We give you two hours. You don't need anything, anything more than that. Come on. Come on, you're good, right? You're good. Another hour. I'm Ooh. offering for Lord Boys Prime a bag of Jolly Ranchers, and I get to destroy your house for a thousand years. The Jolly Ranchers are radiant. I should let oh, you know. I, I, find... I, feel, I feel compelled to let you know. If I find any of our prime people eating a Jolly Rancher, I'm going to make them eat the whole pack right in front of me until they burn a hole through their lips. <laughs> <laughs> no son of mine. Can't Unfiltered Jolly, Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah tear, tear the filters off those Jolly Ranchers and, and eat them. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to the back. <laughs> yeah. Whole bag with the wrapper on, like no that's son of filter. mine. Yeah, that's a filter. Back to back lemons. Hey, war boys. Goodbye. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.